You're looking good today. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you, Dave, so much for um, letting me speak today, letting me share God's word. And as God was um, sharing with me today what I should be, or not today, but like what I should be sharing today um, is about fear. And it was very interesting because fear is a part of my life. Um, I've quite a bit of experience with fear, and I think it's not very uncommon. I think everybody of us has a good share of fear in their life in one way or another. And so I ask God, like, what, what do you want me to teach? Like, what, what, what is it what you want me to say? And I feel like he's shown me a couple of really cool things uh, where I was like, oh, wow, that's really awesome. So I really am excited to share this with you today. Um, and so what am I going to be talking today about? I have a couple of points. Um, I will start off with talking about a range. Then I will be talking about SNS and PSNS. If you don't know what it is, hang on there. Um, I will be sharing a little statistic with you about what we fear most. I will be talking about my wedding. There's my wife over there. Everybody say, hey, Becca. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to finish off with two stories, one about flying, my first flying experience. And then I want to share a little story about a big house. Does it sound like we're heading somewhere? Yes? yes? Great. Cool. So I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not from around here. <laughs> I don't know what gave it, gave it away, if it's my face or my accent, <laughs> but I am from Germany. And <laughs> woo! <laughs> Get some cheer on over there. Um, and we, uh, even though we are also a Western country, we do a few things fairly bit different than America, and especially Texas. And one of the biggest things that we do completely different, I'm not saying it's bad or good, is guns. Okay? I know you Texans, you love your guns. We as Germans, it's a completely different culture. It's so extreme that not even every police officer would wear a gun, which is completely opposite, while here, you might expect that most people wear a gun concealed. In Germany, not even every police officer would do that, which is crazy for me because I think once I was at a little school trip and um, we walked past a policeman that had a rifle on his back. That was the first time I saw a rifle in my life. I was like, what's going on in there? Like he was guarding a gate. I was like, is there drug stuff going on in that house or what's going on? It's, it's like, it was completely strange for me. But one of the first things that happened is when I came here to America, um, my friend Ben, who is not here, but once, you, once he comes back, you'll, you need to see him. He took me on a range and uh, let me shoot a couple of guns. <laughs> So that was an experience that I would like to share with you. So the first thing that he showed me was the Henry Golden Boy, a very good old-fashioned Texas rifle. <laughs> um, it was really fun, that gun. So we were shooting it, and uh, we were shooting at a little metal plate. Every time we hit it, it made a little ding noise. made more often ding for him than for me. <laughs> um, um, so that one gun was fun, didn't need headphones, nothing, I enjoyed that one. It's very similar to air rifles, so we have air rifles in Germany and like clubs where you can use air rifles, which I have done once. So that was fairly similar and I had no problem with that. The next thing he was showing me was his handgun. Okay, that was also a tiny bit more um, um, scary for me. Never touched a handgun before in my life and then he was showing me how to hold it, um, like, yeah, I can't show you right now, but <laughs> how to hold it properly um, without, like, hurting my thumb when it recoils. So that was fun, but the next thing, the next thing 
was scary. The next thing he let me shoot. <laughs> I know, right? I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he was like, okay, come on, shoot. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to have, like, six feet distance from you, and you can do the first shot. He did the first shot. I got another six feet away. <laughs> Seriously, I was overwhelmed. There was, there was the, the noise, the power that this thing had. It was just, I was completely scared doing that the first time. But then, like, I got to be there, and I was just completely shaking, like, my upper body and my lower body. Like, seriously, he was cracking up. He was laughing like crazy because it's like that, those Germans, really. Next thing he wanted me to shoot is that one. <laughs> From bad to worse, he let me shoot them the uh, long-distance rifle. That one was on the floor. This one has a hair trigger. Which means, like, for me, just a little teeny tiny uh, tick, and it would already shoot. So I was barely able to move my finger at all. And I was just, yeah, I was just completely scared. We finished off a tiny bit better <laughs> with a shotgun. Uh, so he has a little machine um, where the um, discs fly out and where you try to hit them. There are probably still some discs laying there that I didn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> But um, it was a good experience, I have to say. It was a fun experience, but it was scary. And what I'm wondering sometimes myself, like, I know that these guns are safe to use. Like, these have been used many, many times before. Nothing happened. They're aiming away from me. Why was I so scared of, like, even touching them? And, and this is, I think, a thing that I notice quite often. It's like we are sometimes so afraid of things that don't make sense. This is the story of Will Smith. He was uh, going on a parachute once, and he, um, uh, he did that, make that agreement with his friends the night before. They were drinking and stuff. We were like, yeah, 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 whatever. They actually went on it. He was scared the whole time up to the point that he was actually jumping out of the plane. And the moment when he was jumping, he said it was the most blissful experience in his life. But the whole time beforehand, he was scared. From the moment he woke up to the, to the airplane, he was scared like crazy, even though he was sa still safe. Why do we feel scared uh, in weird situations like this? And I want to go a tiny bit into this. And don't worry, the godly, the, the godly part still comes. But I want to talk a tiny bit about our body, how our body works. And uh, our body has two different states and can operate in, and it's called the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, you might have learned about this in school. You may have forgotten it. You may have not learned it. So let, let me just recap really quickly what this does. The sympathetic nervous system is the state of your body when you're in danger. It's called the uh, fight or flight system of your body. So whenever you're in danger, you're like, your body's ready to go. Your body gets adrenaline, your heart, re your heart rate increases, your pupils widen, your digestion and your stomach and everything turns off. Because we don't need this. These are secondary organs that we don't need right at that moment. Some people get paralyzed in this, uh, in this state because it's a tiny bit overwhelming. They don't quite know what to do. But in generally, what the body is ready to do is to run away or to fight. The other system is a parasympathetic system. It's called the rest or digest system of your body. And the complete opposite happens. The, the pupils are not as wide anymore. Your heart crease is not as fast anymore. Um, you don't need to waste the energy. And instead, your, your stomach and your digestion is running to give you back energy that you lost. I don't know if you have ever had that. 
being awake in the middle of the night thinking about the stupid conversations coming up tomorrow with whoever, I don't know, your boss, your colleague, your friends, this conversation where they're like, oh my goodness, that's going to be really bad. What am I going to say? And you're going like through 100 different things that are happening, that could be happening tomorrow. And you're like, oh, wh why can't I sleep? I just want to sleep. Your body is most likely in a sympathetic state. It's ready to fight or to flight. It thinks it is in danger. The thing is, we don't have the problem anymore with like lions and stuff like this attacking us in all their life. That would be a bit weird, I think, nowadays. But um, so I feel like our bodies are produced, you know, having this system still that we could be really in danger and portray it onto things that are not as dangerous. So I'm, one, uh, so I'm wondering. If we have a system that we are afraid of things that are dangerous, but we are not that in danger anymore, what are the things that we fear? What are the things that are making us so nervous? And I found a little statistic, a really cool statistic, and that um, and here are the top ten fears, and here are um, six of them: um, losing your freedom, the unknown, disappointment, loneliness, ridicule. Well, the top three are interesting. Number three. Rejection. The number third, uh, third thing that we are afraid of is rejection. And I think quite a lot of us can. I see a couple of heads nodding. It's like, oh, yes, I, I can see that. The number two, the, the second thing surprised me. Second thing is death. A few people might be like, why is death not number one? I would have expected death to be number one. But I think the, what I can see is we can kind of be okay with death. We know it's like it will happen. We can kind of be, start being okay with it. But there's one thing that we are more afraid of than of death, and that is failure. We are really, really scared of failure. Let me uh, read out a couple of things that you might be thinking so often in your life. Ooh, what do other people think of me? Am I good enough for this? Am I capable? Ooh, I hope I don't get fired. I hope he won't notice the stupid thing that I did again. I hope I didn't disappoint so-and-so. Maybe you tend to um, tell the people in beforehand that it might not be as good as they expected what you're about to do. I do that. <laughs> or... Um, um, there's a story of uh, my grandma um, during the Second World War. Um, she, there was this danger of starvation. And instead of starving, like, to death, what she did, she started to overeat. She didn't want to fail in this case. Maybe you're highlighting other people's mistakes over your own so that yours don't seem to so bad. Oh, it couldn't have been me because of all of these different things that come up. It couldn't have possibly been me. Do a couple of people see themselves in a couple of these things? Yeah? <laughs> don't. I know it's a bit tricky to say out loud. At least it's for me that I feel like these things are really real every day. What I notice with all of these things is we try to keep on control. 
we try to hold on and try to control this situation, try to be better and to um, grow above this situation. Um, for example, what I notice is um, with my house, like whenever I leave the house, I'm checking every door twice. <laughs> Checking every door, like, oh, is it all locked? Are all the windows closed? Are the, all the lights off? Recently, we got a dog to look after, and what we started doing is uh, we had a padlock so that the dog wouldn't run away. Now it's another thing that I keep control of. <laughs> it's like, now I'm checking the padlock every two, two times. We're like, is it all on? <laughs> Whenever we leave, I'm not just checking all the normal house doors, I'm checking the padlock as if that could hold anybody out. Um, I feel like we, what we often do is we put this system in place to be able to um, grow over this fear that we have. But so often these systems just create more and more fear. And as I was studying the Bible, as I was studying, the Bible says 365 times, do not fear. So I've read into a couple of those and seen like, okay, what does it say exactly? But what I noticed, it doesn't say create a system, be in control to overcome fear. What I feel like the Bible says is opposite. Give up this control. Surrender this control. God says 365 times, do not be afraid, for I am with you. It's wonderful about it. For I am with you. It says it's Different time, time but different every single time. With Joshua, for example, says, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, for I will fight this battle for you. Wherever you see it, it comes back to this idea that God is with us. And that's such a different thought than what we learn in society. Because in society, I feel like everything gets taught like, oh, we need to be in control. We know we need to be the ones that have the overview, that are the ones that, that know how to do it. But God says, no, for I am with you. You do not need to be afraid, for I am with you. I have it all under control. When I got married to Becca, um, uh, actually my parents are, lawyer, uh, are here as well. I want to say hi. <laughs> um, uh, it has been absolutely amazing. It's now a time bit over a year ago. Um, it was a really, really good wedding. Um, Bob was actually the one that married Becca and me. Um, he's not here today, sadly. Um, but um, it has been absolutely amazing. We had like the core people of our lives with us in the, uh, during the wedding, and then afterwards we had a little celebration with even more people than with some friends and stuff as well. Um, and um, our parents came over, which is awesome. But the main verse, but Becca and I said, we don't want that our wedding is about us. Like so many weddings are about the people, but what we want is that the wedding is about God. So the verse that we chose for that wedding is Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be given to you as well. And then Becca's old Holstead was the one that was giving a little sermon, a five-minute sermon, and he was expanding on that verse, saying, actually, the verses around it are all talking about fear. A little recap, it talks about, like, why are we afraid of tomorrow? What will we, where, what will we eat? For the birds, find, for God feeds the birds and God clothes the roses. 
So how much more will God feed us and clothe us? Again, why are we afraid? For God is with us. There are a couple of, um, there's one really cool Bible verse that I wanted to share that I saw. And there's, um, um, I think, one of the favorite verses of the Campbells um, from Bob and Carrie. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, here we see this idea of like it is God, the peace of God, um, whatever petition it in prayer and thanksgiving to God. So what are the things that I learned here? Here are a couple of things how you could deal with um, anxiety, with, with fear. Um, I'm not saying you have to do these things. And don't make these things legalistic because as soon as you make them legalistic, it's again another thing to be afraid of. Oh, did I do these things again that David told me? Oh, don't do that. <laughs> It's not about that. God is with us. Number one, thanksgiving and remembering. This Bible verse says, um, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Remember what God has already done to you. What has God already done? Which situations were you already afraid and fearful, but God has provided, God has been more powerful a little thing that you could be doing is write these things down in a little diary. Write these things down. Celebrate it. Say thank you, Jesus, for who, who you are. And next time when you're afraid, you can look in this book and be like, and then see page after page after page, be like, wow, I have a good God. Why did I forget that? We keep forgetting that. I keep forgetting this. But writing it down maybe help you to remember who God is and that he is stronger than the fear that is there. The other thing is receive his peace, that this Bible passage says. Receive God's peace. And there's this little mantra that I started saying myself. This little thing that I, whenever I started getting afraid, started saying, God, you're better at this than I am. God, you're better than this than I am. And I take a couple of breaths to receive really the peace that God has for me. God has given us the Holy Spirit, and one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is peace. We have received it. God has given us this gift of peace. We do not need to be afraid. All of these things point back. Whatever, whatever I see in the Bible, it points back to this idea of surrendering. God, you're stronger than this. God, you're better at this. I do not need to be in control. I want to finish off with a little, oh, with two little stories. And the first story is of me in a glider. Yes, that was the first time I was flying. It was not in a normal um, passenger jet, but it was in a glider. So that's me in the back seat over there. I wasn't actually the pilot, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and it was, again, one of the scariest situations because uh, my friend um, took me over and um, and then I waited because I was a club guest. I was able to free, fly for free, which was awesome. Um, and I remember then it was my turn, and the plane landed, and then I got around it, and you go in from the other side from what you see of the picture here. And you get into the plane, um, and then they put a rope onto that glider, and they have a 
big winding machine on the other side to pull the plane, and it goes then, it starts get, getting really steep up. At some point, they loosen the rope, um, and you get from somewhere like this to somewhere down like this, <laughs> the angle. Uh, and it was pretty fun, it was really good. The thing is, I was scared the whole time before the end. I was scared, I was like, oh my goodness, what's, like, this looks like it might fall apart. I don't know if you agree with me, but it looks like it might fall apart. I was thinking, what, 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 what could happen? But ultimately, as soon as I sat in, I had this peace. I surrendered my fear because I knew I don't have control anyway. Why do I need to grab on to hold of this control if I don't have it anyway? So instead, I gave this control up to the pilot, to the plane that did a couple of flights already beforehand and just said, I'm just going to go along on this ride. And I wasn't afraid whatsoever. And it was actually an amazing flight. I was able to see my city um, from high above. It was a beautiful sunshine. It was one of the longest flights I took on that day. It was absolutely amazing. But I wouldn't have had the same experience if I would have tried to keep on control, be like, are you sure you're doing this right over there? <laughs> I'm not a professional, but isn't the steering wheel meant to be the other way around? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have enjoyed it, and he would have hated me. <laughs> surrender. That's the one thing that I see again and again is surrender. God wants us to surrender this fear. I want to finish off with one last story, and if the band wants to come up um, to play... Um, and it's a story of a house. And I've been told this story when I was younger. Um, and this is a tiny bit more generic, not just for fear, but for everything. Because your house, the house stands for your life or your heart. And there's this big house of your life. And at some point in your life, um, Jesus knocks on the door. And you might have, you might, I'm just telling a couple of scenarios here. You might have been already been opening the door, and you might have either closed it in front of him, or you might have opened it and let him in. But maybe he's now standing in the foyer. I hope I pronounced it right. <laughs> uh, he's standing in the foyer, and, but now you're like, ooh, I, I remember how awful it looks in my house. I, don't, I can't let you in any further. How about we dine out, Jesus? <laughs> Or maybe you said, okay, no, Jesus, you can come in. You can come in. I show you the mess of my house, my living room. These are my children. This is my wife. Um, maybe you, you've let him already in to the dining room, the place where you take in. The place where you take in all of the stuff. Maybe you're reading. Maybe you're listening to podcasts, whatever you used to take in. Maybe you've let Jesus into that already or not. Again, just going through a couple of scenarios. Try to identify where you are at. At some point, Jesus goes around the house, and um, he notices cupboard that is locked up. And Jesus asks, what's in there? You open it up, just look at it. I was like, ooh, that's nasty. That's fear, that's bitterness, anxiety, embarrassment. Jesus, you don't want to see this. But what Jesus does instead, he asks, can I have the key? I'd like to help you clean it up. And maybe you have let him. Maybe you have not. 
Jesus keeps on going in your house, and then he maybe goes to your bedroom, and he sees that's maybe your marriage, your relationships, or relationship, hopefully. <laughs> um, um, and Jesus says, may I have the key for that? I'd like to be clean, help you clean this up. Maybe he went to your workspace, your home workspace, and asked for that key. Where in your life did Jesus already knock and say, why don't you give up this key? Why don't you give up the power, your control over this? Why don't you surrender it to me? And if um, a couple of uh, the pastors, actually quite a lot of our pastors are gone, um, but if Howard maybe can stand somewhere and I can stand somewhere, and if you want to pray and you want to say, Jesus, like you recognize where in your life Jesus has been knocking, where Jesus has been asking for the key, maybe it's time today, today to open up a new space in your house. It's again and again in my life. I've said yes to Jesus a long time ago to get into my house, but different parties tackling out one after another. Which space in your life is Jesus asking you to surrender now? Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's embarrassment. Maybe it's any other thing in your life where you still try to keep on control. It's completely different what the society tells us, but it's a good way. So if you want to do that, we're going to do some worship now. And if you want to do some prayer, you can come on to the back, and we're going to be praying for you. Thank you.